We welcome you to Eagles 360 on this Tuesday at the NovaCare Complex. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow. Got a lot to get to today. A fun show for you as the Eagles get ready for the Seattle Seahawks. Coming off the big win against Atlanta. A nice way to start the second half of the season. So I'll ask Glenn Macnow the question I think I ask him every week. What does that win mean for the Philadelphia Eagles in your mind? Well, very plain and simple, Dave. It means they're still alive is what it means. I had sworn after the Giants game I am not going to talk playoff possibilities again. But you look at the math. It's not an easy path. But had they lost this game, you couldn't even discuss it. Now at 5-4, and four, it's a maybe. I had thought they might gain some ground on the division. That didn't happen. But they have a winning record, so you always have the path. You know, I'm going to disagree with you on this sense. You don't I, see them as a playoff team? I see, no, I, I don't think a loss would have knocked out the conversation because the Green Bay Packers aren't what we thought they were. The Cincinnati Bengals are a struggling football team. The Baltimore Ravens are very beatable. And Seattle comes off that big win against New England. Will they be at that oh, emotional level? Oh, you got the level? Overlook game going on. I huh? like the matchup. Got we'll the talk Overlook about this game. as we get into the week here. Let's get you caught up. We're not going to get you caught up on anything happening today because there's really nothing happening today at the Novacare Complex. But what we have for you is an exclusive. Jason Peters, who we don't hear a whole lot from with the media, we put a microphone on him during the game against the Atlanta Falcons. What does Jason Peters have to say in the game and on the sidelines? We take a listen. Hey, two, four. Come on, baby. Hey, I need the best that you can be today, man. Come on. Give me one. Give me one. Hey. Bro. 30 and up club, baby. Just like practice, man. Just like practice. Let's go, Jay. Hey, hey, just like practice, man. Whoa, here we go. Huh? Bring the juice, baby. Let's go do this thing. Good job. Let's go. Come on, Sturgis. Redeem yourself, baby. Redeem yourself, Sturgis. Redeem yourself, baby. Redeem yourself, baby. So a very colorful Jason Peters <laughs> on the football field. And, Glenn, uh, we'll talk about him in a bit, but just his season, I think a lot of people came into the year wondering how much he had left in the tank. And through nine games, knock on wood, he's played very, very well. Really good. After last year when he missed a lot of time in games, would get hurt, would leave the game, didn't know if he was playing, he's only missed 17 plays all year. I shouldn't even say missed. He's only been out for 17 plays all year. Real bounce back year for him. 
And you mentioned the NFC East earlier. We're going to take a look around the division in just a bit. We'll also have Doug Peterson, head coach, in studio. When we return to Eagles 360, though, a final look back at the win over Atlanta. Glenn Macnow, his five takeaways from a very encouraging, physical, knockdown, dragout game against the Falcons. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rico. Enter for your chance to win a VIP office party for you and your company, courtesy of Rico. Visit the website on your screen for more details. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. You say crazy, I say crafted. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafted, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. Dunkin' Sweet Black Pepper Bacon Sandwich is back with twice the crispy caramelized peppered bacon. Experience a breakfast sandwich made for bacon lovers. America runs on Dunkin'. Time now for Glenn Macnow to take over the stage. It's his five takeaways, a weekly feature here on Eagles 360. I enjoy it. You enjoy it. Let's see what you got. Oh, that's it? You're leaving it? I'm, I'm here by myself now? Yeah. yeah. Your comment. Of course I Always will. want your comments. Number one, and this is the one we've been waiting for, Carson Wentz's first fourth quarter win. How nice was that to see? Falcons hold a 15-13 lead in the fourth quarter. Kind of early, but still... Eight-play, 76-yard drive for the touchdown. He was 5-for-5, five five, 42 yards on the drive. This was not the last-minute, Farvian dramatic kind of drive, but it counts. He hadn't done it in the fourth quarter. He did it. That was really nice to see. And also nice to see him playing so well at the beginning of the game, completed his first eight passes. On a touchdown drive on the first possession. You know what? Would be nice to read about that in the Philadelphia media, hear about that on Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio, okay? You take How about that? Shots. How about that? That's him That's taking the shots, story. okay? I am not ripping That's the media. That's a big story, and the Eagles came back and won the Part game. Of the That's the big story uh, this week. Okay. okay. Am I the first to say that? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, here you go, number two. Rookies are contributing. And, and Wentz, but not just Wentz. We had uh, talked during the week. I told you Wendell Smallwood was one of the guys I thought, let's see him do something. 13 carries, 70 yards. Really nice game by the rookie. Your guy, Vitae. Continues to show he's very solid every week. Jalen Mills, he hung in there against Julio Jones. You're going to get beat sometimes. But he fought back, and I was pleased to see that. And Siamalu getting in there, kind of that extra tackle eligible, was in there to block for a lot of plays where they gained a lot of yards. That's four rookies, five rookies, that really meant something in this game. Yeah, and Destiny Vallejo plays a lot in the rotation 
at defensive tackle. So, yes, yeah, six rookies contributing quite a bit. Bryce Treggs, also a rookie. Not a lot of playing time, yeah, no didn't targets. Didn't see him. A little disappointed. Didn't see more of him. But I like, I like the, the youth stepping up when the Eagles need it. All right, number three. We talked about Jason Peters, and Jason Peters and the offensive line really had a nice game. A lot of credit to Ryan Matthews for, for what he contributed and Smallwood, but those holes were created by an offensive line that was really on its game. The linemen were pulling. You saw linemen, you saw Peters, you saw Kelsey, 15, 20 yards up the field making those blocks. That mobility was great to see. You saw Eagles runners getting through the line completely untouched, uh, and the quarterback had good protection. I thought it was all-in-all an, all an excellent game by the line. Absolutely agree with you 100%. Huge challenge on Sunday in the raucous environment in Seattle. All right. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Although they're apparently the Seahawks is an overlook game for them. That's what I hear in certain parts. Number four, the defense, at least at home, is a top five defense in this league. They've given up three touchdowns in the four home games this defense. They were all over it. And it starts, of course, with the defensive line. How nice was it to see Benny Logan back there? I know it didn't show up on the stat sheet, but I thought he was really disrupting there in the middle of the run. You got the pass rush. They only had two sacks, but I think it was six hurries. I think it was six hits on Matt Ryan. I think that the defense, particularly the defensive line, showed up to play at home. Now they got to do it on the road. Yeah, it's the home field advantage for the Eagles significant this year with four huge games coming, Green Bay and then the NFC East rivals. So keep it going at Lincoln Financial Field. All right, number five. I really like how Darren Sproles was used on Sunday. You and I have been debating, and the whole town's been debating, can he be your lead uh, back? Can he carry the ball 20 times a game? I think not, but... He was open every single time they went to that little pass, that little swing pass. I think he had six catches. Uh, most of them seemed to be first downs for me. It was there all day. And this guy has not caught 500 passes in the NFL by accident. Darren Sproles as a receiver out of the backfield, beautiful. Is Darren Sproles a Hall of Famer? No. Hmm. He's, you know what it is, and, and I always like, there's ways to quantify. He's in the discussion. You know, they, they have the various cutdowns. He makes it past the first cutdown, certainly. Maybe makes it to the finalists. No, he's an unusual player who's got some great career stats. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Because he hasn't enough dominant stats in one yeah. category? Yeah, I think because if you ever rank the top 25 players in the NFL in a given year, Darren Sproles isn't going to make it. Okay. I, I think but I don't want to minimize no, his no, great career. No, no, he's a tremendous player. By saying it, he's not a Hall of Famer, to, I don't mean to, no, to diminish it. No, he's so hard to categorize for voters who don't appreciate him. I mean, before he came to Philadelphia, how much did you really appreciate Darren Sproles? You didn't watch him that much. You saw him in the playoff game. I always loved those Saints games yeah, for him, yeah. But really appreciate yeah, yeah. how great he's he is. He's Eric Metcalf is who he is. But with a and longer, Eric Metcalf more had a durable, great career, yeah. not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so good list. That's Glenn's five takeaways from the win over the Atlanta Falcons. When we return now on Eagles 360, we hear from head coach Doug Peterson, his weekly one-on-one -on -one presented, of course, by Wawa. We're coming right back. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu, now featuring filet fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. You here to buy the tickets? Hey, buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. 
Dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. <laughs> what were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Take your spring vacation with Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacation's Beach Blitz. Join me, along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Matthews on an all-inclusive vacation a world away from the ordinary at the luxurious, now-jade Riviera Cancun Resort. You'll receive non-stop round-trip airfare, luxury hotel accommodations, and special events with Eagles VIPs. Go to applevacations.com eagles to book your trip today. Welcome to our exclusive one-on-one -on -one with head coach Doug Peterson, presented by Wawa. Dave Spadaro here. Like the way I dropped my voice there, Doug that was, Peterson. That was nice. That See was how nice. happy everybody is after a win? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's great. much better. Let's first begin with Lincoln Financial Field and the energy from the crowd. Philadelphia sports fans sometimes, Doug, nationally get a bad rap. And you've been here. You've been in Kansas City, a great fan base there also. Philadelphia Eagles fans certainly don't deserve any kind of bad rap this season. Dave, you're absolutely right. You know, we've had we've had these four home games, and 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 our and our our crowd has been phenomenal each week. I mean, everybody stays to the end. Nobody's leaving. Um, you know, hopefully they enjoy what they're seeing on the football field, and and um, it, it, that crowd noise. You can see the impact it has on not only our team, but you can see the impact on the, on the opposing teams that come in here and how how much they struggle, whether they jump off sides or we can, we can generate a pass rush or we get a big first down on offense or an electric kickoff return. But, but our crowd has been, has been phenomenal all year. Do you think that the routine change, home game versus road game, contributes to just in general NFL home team success? You're in your own bed for the week. You're fairly, you don't have to get on a plane and travel. Yeah, I, it can. It can, and, and uh, you know, of course, our first half of the season, we had we were on the road quite a bit, and now we get some some home games here down the stretch, and so it's going to be it's going to be imperative that we that that one our players know how to handle the home game, but but that our fans are there each and every week, and and it is different than being on the road because you're you are at your you know on a Friday or a Saturday you're you you can relax at home, yeah, we do stay in the hotel and we do all that like like a normal road trip, but the fact of the matter is you you got a, a two mile drive you know, to the stadium as opposed to a bus ride that might be 20, 25 minutes. It's just the whole thing is a little bit different, you know, home in a way. And this week, though, Doug, it's on the road. It's maybe the most difficult place to play in the National Football League in Seattle. What is it like being on the sidelines there? It's extremely loud, uh, extremely loud. It's, it's uh, uh, one of the loudest outdoor stadiums um, outside of Kansas City where I just came from, you know, in the National Football League. And and uh, we, we've got to do a great job of, of handling the crowd noise uh, with our silent cadence on offense, being able to get off on the snap count, number one. And then number two, you know, um, you know just, just trying to minimize penalties, minimize mistakes on both sides of the ball and, uh, and, and, and go in there with the mindset of, hey, if we can, if we can somehow eliminate, whether it be 
an early touchdown, um, a long punt return, kickoff return, an interception, a turnover, something like that. If we can sort of minimize that crowd, it's definitely uh, definitely an advantage to us. For the fans who are going to watch on, on Sunday, silent count, if you can explain what it is, and then the role of the right guard who taps Jason sometimes once, sometimes twice. How do you vary it? How does everybody know all this stuff? It, it, it's just based on the, the things we communicate in the huddle. You know, we, we just, we're not a traditional on-one team. You know, we, we go on twos, we go on threes, we go on double cadences. You know, even, even when we're doing our normal verbal uh, loud cadence, um, we do the same thing in the silent. So it's all based on the touch. It's all based on Kelsey's uh, head turn. It's something that the league emphasized, point of emphasis this year. The centers really have to be careful. They don't, you know, snap their heads too violently to draw teams off sides. But it, it's all, we use everything that we would normally on a verbal loud cadence. We do the same thing in the silent, and, and Brandon's a big part of that with the touch. Doug, on Sunday, big win against the Falcons, fourth quarter lead, lost it, came back, won the game, something that you hadn't done through the first part of this season. What does this demonstrate to you about this football team? It, especially offensively is, it, is that we're maturing, we're, we're learning how to handle these situations, you know, still playing with a lot of young guys at certain spots. Um, you know, with Big V in there, it was great to see Isaac get in there a little bit as a, as a tight end and do some good things. And, and, then, and, then, and then Ryan and Wendell Smallwood down the stretch. Um, but, but it's great that, that we're learning now how to, how to finish these football games. And that's all part of, you know, the success that we have now in the last half of the season is because everything now gets a little more magnified the closer you get to the postseason. And if you have a chance to play past January 1st, then, then you got to learn how to finish these games. Nice to know for you that you've got this ability to change it up like that, that you can dial up a run game and say, hey, guys, we're going we're gonna to play Smash Mouth and know it's going to work. I mean, you, you kind of had an idea, but you had never done that for yeah, an entire game. And, and, and you know what? We haven't. We haven't really shown that. Uh, it was great to see yesterday. Um, you know, against the Falcons to see that type of running, running explosiveness. We had a lot of explosive runs. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just like three yards, four yards. We had some explosive runs that really uh, helped our offense, you know, stay on the field. But that's the that's the belief that I had. And, and maybe maybe I just need to I just need to dial more runs up. You know, maybe maybe uh, you know that's something that I, I look at every Monday. I got to go. Okay, how many how many runs? Do, uh, you know, I went into this game thinking I need to be around thirty attempts. And, and I think we had 38 attempts, so that's something to consider. We didn't fall behind in this game early like we had, you know, against the Giants the, the week before, down 14 nothing. So it kind of changes a little bit. You're playing catch-up. So um, something to, to look at every week. Um, you know, I was proud of the guys, the way they handled it. Uh, I thought Ryan did an outstanding job running the ball and, and something we can, we can definitely build on in the future. What are Mondays like for you? I mean, win, or, win lose, or draw, are you sitting there just really – not beating yourself up, but really, and not even questioning yourself, but just challenging yourself when you watch the game? I do. I go back and, and obviously win or lose. I want to make sure that, 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 that I've done everything as, as a coach to put our team in the, because in, in, I'm calling the plays on offense. So I'm very, very hard on myself and want to make sure that I'm doing right by the players and, and putting them in the right positions. And, and then just managing the game overall, you know, offense, defense, special teams. Are we making the right calls here, there, decisions here and there? And so that's that's part of your Monday morning, and then and then you just uh, you know you get through the the lunchtime hour, and you start you start looking at your next uh, next week's opponent. Five rookies, coach, are playing really significant roles now that Isaac is. Five draft picks are really playing significant roles, and then also Destiny. So you're six rookies playing quite a bit here. Uh, the future's bright for this football team. 
One, it's just a tribute to uh, to Howie Roseman and his staff, and, and bringing these guys and drafting these guys and and uh, making our team better. You know, it always starts in the, in the April draft, and you never know how rookies are going to play. It's um, you know, it's something that, that it, it's great that we got all these rookies playing now, you know, this first year, um, because it's just going to make our team stronger uh, in the future. And, and, and we begin to put pieces around Carson and, and then, of course, this defense. And uh, who knows who knows what's going to happen in the future. But, you know, Big V, Isaac, these guys, Wendell, Carson, all these guys on offense um, can be very, uh, um, very explosive. And, and it's great. It's great to see they're getting all these reps. A lot of season to be played here, Coach. What about Seattle? Good football team, big win on Sunday night. You know what? It's uh, it's another another test. You know, we're going on the road. Obviously, we talked about the crowd noise. Um, very similar structure of defense, obviously, than what we just what we just saw in Atlanta. You know, offensively, they 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 can be very explosive again. I think uh, you know their quarterback is playing playing well right now. Um, you know, uh, got got some explosive receivers. Uh, you know, and and again, defensively, there's some personnel there that. Uh, you know, we've I, I've had a chance to play these guys, you know, here in the last couple of years, and, and we've had success, but tough place to play. You know, it's a, it's a challenging place, and, and we got to be ready to go. Yeah, well, hey, good luck. I know you got a lot of busy time this week getting ready for that noise, ready for that crowd, ready for the test that Seattle brings to the table. Doug Peterson, thanks so much for joining us. One-on-one -on -one brought to you by Wawa in studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Celebrate the holidays with delicious Dunkin' Coffee. Stop by Dunkin' Donuts for two K-Cup boxes for $15.99 or three pounds of packaged coffee for $19.99. America runs on Dunkin'. With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right checking from Santander Bank. I sup to Philly. I sup to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I sub to Philly, the Broad Street Line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Time now for a look around the NFC East presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow. It's Eagles 360. And Glenn, it's just hard to get traction in the NFC Beast. What a division. Dave, I looked at this week going in, right? And I thought, okay, the Eagles are at home. It's a tough team. But if they can beat Atlanta, they're going to gain ground because the Giants had a tough game. I thought uh, Dallas going into Pittsburgh was going to be a win for Pittsburgh. And the Redskins had a tough game. They all won. So we start at the top of the division. We talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Eight straight wins. No quarterback controversy. And rookie running back Ezekiel Elliott. Absolutely, probably the leading candidate to be the MVP in the National Football League. 
this year. Glenn's, Glenn's That's my got, first note there. Yeah, Glenn's got his ballot ready to go. He's going to be the youngest MVP ever. Yeah, and the Cowboys uh, will play, I think, the Ravens this week. Is that right? Um, so they are not really in position to lose a lot of games down the stretch here. They have a commanding lead in this division. They do, and I, I think he really is the story there. He's only the third rookie to gain over 1,000 yards rushing in his first nine games of, the, of his career, joining Eric Dickerson and um, uh, Adrian Peterson. Not a bad company, not bad to, be company in, yeah. to be in. Um, and to me, so much of it is about the offensive line. If you saw the, the game over the weekend and you saw his three touchdowns, he wasn't touched once on any of those three touchdowns. Part of that is him. But part of that that it's line, the offensive line, yeah, really just opens it up for him all the time. Um, it's making the entire defense, uh, the entire offense look great, which yeah. helps the defense look great. They've won eight in a row. They yeah. have two home games coming up. Yeah, they are humming. How about the Washington Redskins? Impressive win over the weekend against the Minnesota Vikings. A comeback victory for Washington. And I wonder at what point will we say, Glenn Macnow included, that Kirk Cousins is a pretty darn good quarterback because he is having an outstanding season. And the Redskins deserve a lot of credit for resurrecting the career of tight end Vernon Davis, who's provided a really nice one-two punch along with Jordan Reed at that position. The Redskins continue to roll with that offense, Glenn. They're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a tough out. I'll give you the Vernon Davis. I'm still not set on Kirk Cousins. And I think the big story on their offense there right now is the kid Rob Kelly, the kid who we saw late against the Eagles, had that 45, 54, whatever yard run it was. He's now their lead back. He had 97 yards uh, this week. He had a good game the week before. I'm watching this kid. He's got great instincts. He turns a two-yard loss into a three-yard gain every single time. I think they may have found a running back to go along with everything else they have. Okay, and then the Giants on Monday night are coming back to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And there still seems to be a bit of, I don't know, fool's gold here, if you will, with the Giants, but they've won four straight games. Eli Manning connecting with Odell Beckham Jr. all night against the Bengals. I think eight of eight in the first half, couple of touchdowns. Odell Beckham showing just how important it is to be a superstar wide receiver and how you can carry an offense that the last three games, I think they've rushed for under 50 yards in each game and yet they've won all three games. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he really is it. He had 10 catches, 97 yards. And even when he's not the primary receiver, he will lock up two defenders. And you saw in their game-winning touchdown that Eli was able to have everybody go the other way and then find somebody else on the other side. That's working for them. I think their defense is kind of coming together. They'd spent all that money, and we hadn't seen it. Their defense looks a little bit better right now, particularly Landon Collins, the young second-year safety Four interceptions in the last three games, just becoming an impact player on the Giants' defense. David, there's, there's not an easy out, and there's not an easy win in this division. And, and we'll, I didn't see it coming yeah, in. Well, I didn't see the NFC. Got East a couple of young quarterbacks again. in Philadelphia, in Dallas. That makes a difference. You've got a, a quarterback that some people still don't think is very good in Washington. Still overrate him. I'm and, still not sold. I'll, and I'll Eli Manning's got some weapons around him, and the defense has improved quite a bit for the Giants. And remember. All three of those teams come to Lincoln Financial Field to close the season. The Eagles hopefully in position to capitalize and push to the playoffs. Something that not a whole lot of people would have said Four back in September. Right now. Right. So there you go. Keep it going. All right, that's our look around the NFC East, presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. One more segment to go here on Eagles 360. We're back in a moment to set you up with what's going to be happening on a very busy Wednesday. All right, 
Jack, fellas, let's go out there and give him heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give him the one, two. You tell him, Captain. Let's go out there and we're going to really give him the business. My God, let's sock it to him. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give him a walk. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. With Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. We welcome you back for our final segment here on Eagles 360 on this Tuesday. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Mack. Now, we're at the Novacare Complex and we're looking forward to a busy Wednesday for you. So let's get you caught up on that. Our Amoroso's on the menu. Look at what's ahead. We've got a busy one. A lot of players going to meet the media on Wednesday, including Carson Wentz. And he'll talk about that very, very difficult Seattle defense. Benny Logan, defensive tackle, joins me in studio to talk about what else? The Seattle offense. My co-host tomorrow, the great Mike Quick. Amoroso's, the reason Philly sandwiches are so Famous. Feeling good about this one, Glenn? On this early part of the week, Tuesday? I'm still basking in the overglow, uh, the no, afterglow no, of that win. You're still basking? Oh, yeah. How long does one named Glenn Macnow bask or, or lament? Kind of depends on how it works. So you beat Atlanta, which was a really nice win. I'm looking at Seattle ahead. I think I'll bask for a few days. Okay. I, I Boom, I'm ready to the next one. I love the matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. You do? Eagles You D-line. think of the Seahawks Eagles are going to go into this one Still thinking about, still basking in their afterglow of beating the uh, I Patriots. Think, I think you reach certain emotional levels, and I think they were at their peak level on Sunday night. Road and game. I think it will be very difficult to come back up to that level okay. for the Philadelphia Eagles on I Sunday. Hope, However, right. they are undefeated at CenturyLink Field. They're very good there, and it'll be loud. It'll be nasty. Eagles must jump out early and make Russell Wilson run for his life. It is a great test for Wentz, and part of it is yeah. that stadium, that whole 12th man thing that they do. Um, he's not going to be able to hear a thing. His players aren't going to be able to hear a thing. If he can keep his composure, get through a good, solid first quarter, then they have a shot. Yeah, and it's the false start. It's the right. communication. It's right. all that that the Eagles are working on all week. We'll talk about that, of course. As the week goes along, Glenn Macnell, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us here on Eagles 360. I'll see you tomorrow. In the meantime, have yourselves a great Eagles Day.